0: Your home for up-to-the-minute market updates. This is Business 1440. KYCR, Golden Valley, a service of Salem Media Group.
1: With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. Development of the vaccine is now raising a lot of optimism about people getting over the COVID-19 pandemic sometime soon. And in a statement, President Trump said many people work extremely hard to make it happen. I am thrilled to report that the FDA has authorized the Pfizer vaccine. We have given Pfizer and other companies a great
2: deal of money, hoping this would be the outcome. And it was. On behalf of the American people, I'd like to thank all of the brilliant scientists, technicians, doctors, and workers who made this all possible.
1: And the FDA gave it the final green light for distribution yesterday, calling the vaccine from Pfizer and its German partner BioNTech safe and strongly protective. On Wall Street, the Dow was up 47 points at 30,046, and Nasdaq down by 27. This is SRN News.
2: Hi, this is Lee with the Kingdom Builders. Luke 2.11 tells us For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. This is only good news if you need a Savior. I often wonder about something. Why would people who rely on their own works or don't even believe that the wages of their sin is death be so eager to celebrate a holiday without much regard that it is about the birth of a Savior? I pray that in this season we would remember that, yes, Jesus is the reason for the season, but there is a real need for Jesus, the Savior, in the first place. When I was 32 years old, I became aware of my need of a Savior. Jesus completely met that need. May the whole world see and experience the true blessing of knowing the Savior. If you have any comments about this or other scripture, feel free to contact me at lee at com. That's lee at thekingdombuilders.com.
0: And the best part is, satellite internet service costs only a few dollars a day for your entire home. Yes, fast internet to surf or stream television for a few bucks a day. Call now for free details and learn how to drop your expensive cable bill. 800-430-8761. 800-430-8761. 430 8761 That's 800-430-8761.
2: The Wall Street Business Network is on the air. We're not
3: looking at noise. This
4: thing that we live in starves people. Don't hit
3: me with them negative waves so early in the morning. It's the King Banyan Show.
4: Life in capitalism always ends in billionaires. It's true, it's true.
0: As an educator and former legislator, Professor Banyan steps out of the classroom and onto the airwaves to break down the local and national economic news that matters to you.
5: No one
4: ever makes a billion dollars. You take a billion dollars.
0: Why don't you say something righteous and hopeful for a change?
4: The government is the public, and the public decides what is good for itself.
0: Why don't you dig how beautiful it is out here? It's the King Banyan Show on Business 1440. Now go do that do that you do. Here's King Banyan.
6: Welcome back, King Daniel Show. Business fourteen forty second hour today. Uh, thank you for uh, a little engagement uh, in uh, what I think of as one of those really good moments of teaching. I, if I was teaching uh, the principles of economics this spring, and I really wish I was, uh, I I will say uh, I think for any good economist, um, you should not go a year without. Having a class of of the principles at some point, um, teaching a class on the principles, and and as as a dean, I don't get to teach right now, and I haven't, I actually haven't had my own section of principles in, gosh, seven, yeah, I guess six and a half years now. Um, I can't wait to actually get back to it. It will be, be a lot of fun. That whole story that I've told you about the vaccines actually comes from a story that I typically have done in the in. Principles, which I'm now probably going to replace with the vaccine story, uh, which was the story of uh, of the volunteer army. Milton Friedman used to used to talk about this quite a bit. He felt the draft was was both immoral and inefficient. Um, that the easiest way in which you could um, the easiest way in which uh, you should staff an army is by doing a volunteer is having it be a volunteer army. Why would you do that? Because then those who have great opportunities to do something else um, would not respond to the price, and they would not respond to the price, the wage that a volunteer would be paid, and they would go and do something else, and those would be the people who had very high-valued alternatives, whereas the other ones would not. Whereas in a draft, the next, the next Einstein... Might be drafted, put into a war, and be shot, and the whole thing might be very, might be, be shot and killed, and 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 that person might not have been in that position had they had the ability to choose whether or not to be in the service. Um, we should inc- we're asking people to take a risk. That's why I came up with with this idea that that just as we would ask people to take a risk in joining the military and we therefore you know thank them in so many ways we should because they are taking a huge risk on our behalf those who are taking the risk of catching covid on my behalf so that i can get the i can get the vaccine before they do should get some kind of compensation for that and so that's why i would argue that if we're going to pay passing stimulus bills that send that send uh, checks to people who are otherwise working or not. They don't. They're not operating a business that's been shut down or something like that. I, I think those who wait are, should get compensated by those for whom there's a really high value to getting the vaccine first. With the caveat that. There may be people who can't, you know, if we just use a regular income tax system, those people from marginalized communities don't pay income taxes. We don't, we don't, we don't, the bottom half of the income distribution pays no income tax. So paying it out of income tax income is not going to be, you know, is not going to hit them. So we're going to use these very visible taxes that are very progressive in nature. And we're going to use that to vaccinate those who we feel like you know either got a bad got a got a uh, bad draw from the gene pool and have some pre-existing conditions um, are from marginalized communities are living in nursing homes I'm fine with all that just in the same way that for the people who take the risk of joining the military we should compensate them and we should continue to compensate them throughout their lives. I'm a big believer in veterans benefits. I'm a big believer in the in, in the mar in uh in in a GI bill or GI plus or I forget what they call the it's not called that anymore, but when I was growing up it was GI bill. Um I believe in all that. I think the similar logic can apply and it actually comes from Milton Friedman's attack on the draft. And indeed, I want you to think about the fact that his argument won the day. It wasn't very long after he started making this argument in many public places that the draft ended in the United States. And every once in a while, we kind of sort of talk about bringing it back and, everyone, and and almost every time people bring out Friedman's arguments and it stops. And I hope we could continue to do that. So let's talk, let's start by th- this hour. We're going to talk about the economy this hour and with, a, with an eye toward... The fact that uh, we had a stimulus bill approach the House, it looked like it was going in Senate. All of a sudden, uh, all of a sudden, it looks like there's going to be there's going to be something there. Um, the White House comes out with a bill and and says we think we've got something that that should pass, that looks reasonably close to the bill that. The bill that uh, uh, Speaker Pelosi had wanted, although she scaled down, she's gone from three trillion to two trillion, and now she's indicated that she's she's willing to listen to a bill that's under one trillion dollars, and so Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin goes to the, goes t- first um, to speak to the leadership, and then goes in front of a microphone to say hey, I've, I'm, I'm going in to talk to the speaker now, and we're going to talk about a bill we've got proposed. And what the, I'm not going to play Mnuchin for you. This is Jim Cramer on CNBC describing the bill and sort of people's reaction to the bill. Wyatt, play Jim Cramer for me, please.
1: Yes, I spoke to him this morning, and I think it's got something interesting that people should listen to. $600 per child, $600 per adult, $2,400. Checks right to you. Per uh, family for uh, four. And I think that this is something you're going to hear about and people are going to say, wait a second, how can we not do this? How can we not give the country a holiday present when we are so beaten down and so many people are out of work? Is it the right unemployment figures for the Democrats? No. But I keep in mind a check from the government is something that a lot of people may like. And I think there could be a little bit more of a groundswell over this proposal than others. And I think that's very, very significant and should not be ignored. $600 per child, per adult. People want it.
6: Well, sure. It was George Bernard Shaw who once said, the government that robs Peter to pay Paul can depend on Paul's support. If you're willing to take... 600 dollars from everybody and pay it out over and over and over pay it out to every man woman and child then there's no question there's no question that that's going to have more support than a bill that just covers um the unemployed there are 19 million people who are receiving some kind of unemployment insurance payment right now, thirteen million of them on december thirty first at the end of this month will go off the unemployment rolls unless there's something that 's changed. Um, the bipartisan bill the proposal that came from the group that included Senator Romney um and I believe Senator Wyden from the Democrats was on that in that group and I, so there was about 8 to 10 folks and this was the 908 million billion dollar bill which is a huge number let's remember right 12 years ago 11 years ago we were debating uh, 11 12 years ago we were debating the the Obama stimulus bill which we all called the porkulus because we thought it was way too much money, way too big. It ended up being $850 billion. The price of poker has gone up. The CARES Act spent $2 trillion, and then people wanted to spend $3 trillion, and then they say, well, we'll compromise. We'll spend $2 trillion. Now we'll spend a, a trillion. And so there's some questions for us to answer today in this hour one is a stimulus bill really needed we've identified there's nineteen million people who are receiving unemployment insurance at this time thirteen million of which will not be receiving those payments in three weeks indeed the quarterly business report that we're publishing talks about this particular issue and how many of those folks live right here in Minnesota and how, and, and what's, what's, what's happening with that group. Another issue in this is, though, at what point have we decided it's enough? And what happened to all the money? What happened to those $1,200 per, per uh, mem- household member, adult household member payments? What happened to that? What happened to that money? And I think the answer is part of my forecast for 21 to say, even if that stimulus bill does not pass, I believe the economy is poised for a really, really good 2021. I think the growth will continue. Yes, for those of you that think it's unfair that the that president trump won't get the credit for that so on you and i will know that it came from a bill that was passed in 2020 we will know that and we'll know i think it's almost guaranteed that some bill that addresses this will pass in 2021 that will be trumpeted as the thing that's going to move things. Don't be fooled by that. Here's the short answer to the question. Most of the stimulus money that went out did not, in fact, stimulate consumption because we were not allowed to consume due to restrictions on movement and travel. Due to, due to closings of stores and restaurants and gyms and salons, that money didn't go, that, some of that money, sure, some of that money leaked out into the stock market and has pushed prices up. Some of that money that leaked out and went into the stock market did so in really stupid ways being invested by people that don't know what they're doing through platforms like Robinhood. Yes, that's all correct. That's not the majority of what's happening out there. And we have evidence to that effect. And we'll talk about it right after this. You're listening to The King Banyan Show on Business 1440.
0: (laughs) Limitless access to business and investment strategy. Listen to Business 1440 with our free app, your smart speaker, or with iHeart. TuneIn and Radio.com. We live in the Twin Cities and
5: invest worldwide. Here's a great thing to consider doing right now before the end of the year. Call MediShare and find out just how much you would save by switching to MediShare, the affordable alternative to health insurance. When you call, you'll get some good news and probably be very happily surprised, too. The typical family saves $500 a month, but you might save even more. It's so worth it to at least find out. And you'll see why more than 400,000 people are already members. MediShare is a Christian community that shared more than $4 billion in each other's healthcare costs. It really is remarkable, and they're very easy to talk to. And here's the thing. If you join before the end of the year, they'll waive your new member fee. That's another $170 you'll save. I'll give you the number here in a second. The call, and you'll get a price within two minutes. And again, the deadline is December 31st, so call now. You'll save even more call 84457 bible that's 84457 bible 84457 bible
3: this service member's greeting is brought to you by Cherry Creek Mortgage.
5: I'm az one Zania Saunders, and I'm deployed to Sigonella, Sicily. Merry Christmas to my mom and my dad and all my siblings back home in Minneapolis, Minnesota. See you soon.
3: Cherry Creek Mortgage knows your home is more than a house. It's where memories are created. Their team helps determine your best mortgage strategy by design. Cherry Creek Mortgage has a long history of serving military families and are grateful for their service to our country computer
0: There's a ton to explore at twincitiesbusinessradio.com, like the biggest savings around at our half off deals tab. Click on programs to see our daily lineup, win prizes at the VIP fan club, catch up on your favorite podcasts and more.
6: Good choice. I think this economy is going to jump. You're not going to see the, the the 33% growth rate of the third quarter again. Probably not in our lifetimes. I actually hope not because I think the only way that happens is to experience the second quarter before you can experience the third. And and, and I pray that we will never experience that again. Um, just gut-wrenching stuff. And I... And and, and um, my my points here are pretty simple. That my point here is pretty simple. To do three things with you: one, how rapidly do we think the economy is going to grow again, and what kind of fuel is already out there? Okay. Two. Is there? what should be the shape of a relief bill i'm not arguing for i'm not arguing not to pass a relief bill what i'm arguing is is that i am deeply concerned about our blife issuance of debt i understand and i've argued here on the king banion show on business 1440 that Right now, the world seems to demand our debt. They want it. They purchase it. And they're purchasing, they're purchasing things that they believe to be relatively safe so much that $18 trillion of global assets have gone from being an asset to a liability. They pay a negative rate of return, meaning that as long as you keep that asset on that book, you have to budget for a reduction in your, in your portfolio value every year. This at the same time as more and more of us are aging. More and more of us are aging and in need of a stream of income through pensions that we purchased, that we started purchasing 15, 20, 25, 30, 35 years ago. It, right in a in a portfolio like that you cannot buy if you're holding a pension portfolio it makes no sense to buy a, a, an asset generating a negative interest rate that just means that to cover the expenses you have in the future where you're paying out your you're paying out benefits every year that you need other assets to pay more and more and more and more Which means that at some point, some of this stuff gets a little wiggly, and those who all of a sudden realize, oh my gosh, the, US, the, the United States owes the world $70 trillion, and they only produce about, say at that point, twenty five trillion trillion a year. Will they actually be able to pay us back? and for and for and if you're a holder of a pension and all of a sudden there is a a crisis that causes interest rates to spike the value of the pension portfolio craters so that is that is to me a very very significant concern that makes me say I don't want to spend money on 6 on $600 of on $600 payments Unless I know that's going to have a real return, I would like to see the the size of that bill a little bit reduced. But let's talk about what this what this growth looks like. John Authors, um, with with a very lovely a very lovely accent to him, uh, was on was on here on Bloomberg Radio here on uh, Business fourteen forty yesterday, and he says and he says something that I believe to be absolutely true. This is shaping up like a classic recovery and actually Wyatt after, I'm going to have Wyatt play this but Wyatt also stand by on your mic because I want you to tell them the the little thing you told me just before the show the uh this morning. Just just play this first and then I'll I'll have you uh I'll have you uh come back to this. Okay, Wyatt play uh this is the first cut G, uh John authors on Bloomberg yesterday.
3: If you try to blank out your knowledge of what's going on in politics And about the pandemic, what you see is um, a global economy that had sustained a very severe hit earlier in the year uh, and where recovery is already rudely progressing very fast, particularly in the most cyclical part of the global economy, which is China and North Asia. So if you look at the performance of copper, seven year high, Uh, Iron ore on the Qingdao contract, which the uh, Chinese have, which is up 50% uh, for the year. Uh, If you look at the performance of uh, Korea and Taiwan, arch exporters, arch uh, uh, countries that are exposed to the global economic cycle, they are now leading the planet uh, in terms of stock market returns for the years. They're comfortably ahead of the states. They're comfortably ahead now of China.
6: Now, Wyatt, we noted something about something I always have you check on every week for me. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yep. Go ahead. Tell tell them what you told me uh, but just before the show.
2: Yeah, so uh, I was looking at the gas prices driving into the studio today and I had noticed it was 175 last week and I go to look today and it jumped all the way up to 199, which is the biggest jump I have seen from a week-to-week basis since I started this role, which has been a little over a year. So I just was shocked by that number.
6: Yeah. And I had the same experience, right? Gas prices are jumping. Copper prices are jumping. If you are someone, if you're listening to us here on Business 1440 and you engage in, in the trading of commodities, you must be having a really exciting last four six weeks, if you trade a lot in Asia, Asia really is because it's it because it produces more of an industrial output. Its economies are growing faster because goods shipping is happening at pretty frantic rates. Indeed, I posted a at a, a Twitter at poundkbrs on Twitter. I posted a story. They're they're sending stuff to the U.S. so fast. That there is a a very high volume of empty containers, okay, being sent, shipping containers being sent back to Asia. We can't put, they don't want to buy as much stuff as we're sending to them, but they need those containers so fast right now that there is a very good business being made by ships that are carrying empty containers, empty containers, back across the Pacific Ocean to Asia. Oil prices have jumped here. We haven't seen it yet in crude prices, but they're, they're coming up. When we put out, a, we put out the quarterly Business Report tomorrow, one of the things you will notice is that our manufacturing sector actually slipped in the last three months, but it's done fairly well. Our construction sector has gone gangbusters, as we've talked about on the show. Our construction sector has grown strongly here, actually more strongly than in the Twin Cities, because of the combination of we have, we have land that's accessible, we have uh, we we have people willing to work in that field. Uh, our single housing building permits have very stayed very strong because borrowing costs are cheap. So, in the production of goods, things have done well, and the and China is very much a goods production economy not a services production economy. It has a large services sector because a country that has more than a billion people has to be. There's a lot of services that you just can't trade across international borders. But it, sends, <clears throat> it creates a lot of goods that go across between, that go between the, the China and the United States and, the, and, and Canada and Mexico. It sends a lot of goods to South America. It sends even more goods to Europe. Uh, and those all are in the good sector. that is what 's happening in that sector right now and let me let 's play the uh, other let 's play before we go to the break let 's play the other clip. This was John authors yesterday on Bloomberg uh talking about how this is really a classic recovery
3: when the labor market actually begins to show some genuine signs of recovery. Uh, in a way that actually gets in the way of uh the stock market could now be at hand or you know, the um, you know the, I guess the cliched way to look at it is Main Street finally gets one over on on wall street uh, The reason for that is uh as i 've covered in the piece, you know vast sums of money have been doled out this year, and unlike after the after lehman they 've actually gone. Uh, into people's pockets there's a lot of money saved up at present um, by those who have them by those who have money at all Uh, and that money has to go somewhere and the odds are that it's going to be to be uh, spent on stuff it's going to buy stuff rather than recycle its way yet again back into the stock market
6: so that's a good question is that how this is going to work are we going to see money just continue to buy up assets or is this the time after everyone has been kind of stopped from doing things that in fact households will say you know what i'm not putting in the stock market this time i'm going to go out and take that vacation i'm going to go ahead and buy that car i'm going to go ahead and remodel my house I'm going to go ahead and get and get a place in the woods. I'm going to go ahead and have a boat to go on the lake with that I never had before. Which of those are happening? And the question is if that happens, what happens after that? Cuz that sounds like a really good that sounds like a really good forecast, doesn't it? It in the short run, it is. It's really good. But it's worth asking what happens after that. We will right after this. You're listening to the King Banging show on Business 1440.
2: The Business VIP Club and New American Funding want to pay your mortgage next year. This is Tom Matini from New American Funding, and I'm excited to be the sponsor of the Christmas Mortgage Miracle Contest. If you win, we'll pay your mortgage or rent for all of next year. That's extra money to take a family vacation, put in a pool, or help a friend in need. Enter once a day from now through December 20th at TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com. The Christmas Mortgage Miracle from the Business VIP Club and me, Tom Matiney, at New American Funding.
4: Lord, that I
2: Brighten up your day with cheerful melodies and hopeful lyrics at thefishtwincities.com. Now
4: the jingle hop has begun. Jingle bell, jingle bell, jingle
0: bell rock. With party. That's
2: the jingle bell rock. Hear the soundtrack of the season at thefishtwincities.com, supported by Minnesota Adult and Teen Challenge.
0: in a timely manner. The crews were very professional and the workmanship was outstanding. We didn't have any surprises along the way or on our final bill. JTR was very knowledgeable and made it very comfortable from start to finish. Our house looks great. We received multiple compliments from friends and family. I was 100% satisfied with the work from JTR.
5: Go to JTRRoofingInc.com to set up your no-obligation consultation. That's JTRRoofingInc.com.
0: I'm on my third child and also on my third vehicle at Invergrove Hyundai. I'm Christelle from Mendota Heights. did my research on high-rated vehicle, good value, and that brought me right to Hyundai. So now I'm on my third and also my third child, uh, which brought up the need to upgrade the vehicle again, so now I'm in the Santa Fe. And Hyundai brings a lot of features to the table for not a lot of money. And considering I'm taking my kids in the vehicle, it's also a really highly rated vehicle as far as safety. So, Invergrove Hyundai was able to work out just a great deal. The staff and the salespeople Really did uh, close the deal for me because everyone has been just a joy to deal with.
1: Every new Hyundai comes with America's best warranty, 10 year, 100,000 mile limited powertrain and Hyundai assurance. You deserve a great car buying experience, and that's what you'll get at Inver Grove Hyundai. Online at InverGroveHyundai.com.
2: It's the most
6: wonderful time of the year. With the kids jingle, belling, and Well, it might be the best, most wonderful, be we'll the most wonderful time. But we'll see. Interesting discussion between a few of our listeners using uh, Twitter with the hashtag poundkbrs. I thank them for participating. A lively conversation this morning. Um, I sense a little more, uh, a little more disagreement than the us- than usual, and that's fine. I I, I love this conversation. Um, I, and it, probably worth making a brief detour there. But but and let me let me do it, um, let me do it in this particular way. Suppose you are in. I, I mean, I'm talking about the fact that construction's done well, but it's very bifurcated. Residential construction is doing just fine up here in our immediate area. As we report in the quarterly business report, I'll I'll get that I'll get that sent out to you when it when it shows up on the St. Cloud Times website. By the way, don't forget you can come listen to us talk about uh, the economy through the prism of of Central Minnesota at the uh, St. Cloud Area Quarterly Business Report Review. That's coming up Thursday. the Zoom room opens up at 7:45. I'll come on at 8 o'clock, and we'll take an hour of uh, we'll take an hour of questions and uh, and uh, a presentation by me. You can come hear me and actually see my face for once. Uh, tickets.sctimes.com. It's a free. It's free to all. We just ask you to register in advance, and if you register, then you get the Zoom link. And guess what? You even get the slides afterwards if you. If you're good enough to do that, we'll get that to you. I didn't spend so much time talking about this in the report because I haven't seen the evidence of it up here. But, um, but this was uh, put out uh, on Tuesday, I think, from uh, Dodge Data Analytics, and they are big researchers into commercial construction. The uh, since the expiration of support programs in the CARES Act, the economy has struggled to maintain traction and in its wake, planning for non-residential building projects has slowed. As the next wave of COVID-19 infections quickly approaches, it's not here yet. Actually, it's actually, if you look at the data, it's kind of begun to peak and start to decline again. Uh, As the next wave of COVID-19 infections quickly approaches, economic growth and job gains will ease further. Additionally, uncertainty over the potential for further federal stimulus is significantly complicated, uh, has significantly complicated the recovery and will continue to negatively impact non-residential building uh, throughout the planning and construction process. So at least according to Dodge, which is like the big, the big uh, analytics group in commercial real estate, um, they think it's soft in commercial real estate. To me, that kind of makes a little sense. Um, one of our listeners uh, suggests, you know, is this, you know, creative destruction uh, is being done because, the, you know, the camping supply people are doing great, but the restaurants are dying. But that, in fact, is creative destruction. The, the reason why you would want a stimulus bill to continue making PPP payments to restaurants would be if you believe that people will return to restaurants post-pandemic in exactly the same way that they did before. My guess is that's probably right. I probably would favor having that in the bill. But you could make an argument that that's not going to happen. Will people... Continue, will people return to malls in the way that they were using them before March of 2020, or have people become acclimated, accustomed, adjusted to the adjusted to the purchasing of goods online and won't go backward as a result? Is it a ratchet effect? Billions of dollars are going to be bet on this. There are going to be people out there who say, yeah, malls are going to come all the way back, and they're going to invest in that, and they're going to purchase, they're going to commercial real estate. Encourage to do so, so by cheap credit right now. And there are going to be others, though, who say, you know what, that's just not the place where I want my business to be. I'm going to shift, my, shift, shift to uh, becoming a distribution business and, and make online my, my uh, storefront. And that, that's the primary way I contact my, contact my customers that in fact might be happened that in fact might happen but regardless of whether or not that's whether or not that's true i still think it's the case that people are going to be responding to new opportunities that have arisen as a result of the pandemic it may be that your weaker that that the weaker funded competition in the restaurant industry lost But those restaurants that had saved for a rainy day had a more resilient plan and survived will now have a larger market share because there's fewer, there's less competition in the market. That's, in fact, what creative destruction is. And I think in that in those periods where that happens, Schumpeter was absolutely correct that 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 next step of recovery leads to some significant growth. And that actually feeds into what, uh, what was said uh, on CNBC earlier this week. This is Axel Weber. Uh, he is chief, he's the CEO of, uh, of uh, UBS uh, Bank. And, uh, and he believes, look, there's no quick fix to this, but he thinks the economy will continue to grow. So let's play the first clip from Weber, please.
8: Um, We just uh, made a new forecast and we've actually turned our optimistic scenario into our main scenario. So it shows you that most of the forecasts are heading uh, into a better direction. But I'm continuously warning that whilst the outlook is somewhat better, uh, you know, we we will not get out of this very, very quickly. We expect uh, to get close to herd immunity. Uh, sometime during 2021 uh, for the major economies, which means that the two vaccines that have shown to be very effective, plus uh, the sort of immunization that comes from those that have recovered, is going to help us to come down to very low numbers of new cases. And that's going to change the mood in the economy. So we expect a pretty strong rebound. Of course, it depends on other things as well. For example, in the US, it depends on the size of the fiscal package. There, we're expecting more of a mid-sized package around 480 billion rather than the 1 trillion that is frequently talked about. So there are signs in both directions. But this will take a long time for things to go back to normal. It'll only be next year uh, in some of the major economies where we go back to pre-crisis levels of GDP. And it will be a long haul to go to pre-crisis growth paths and for unemployment to come down. So no quick fix here.
6: So there is no quick fix, but I, I I found what was interesting is he's still forecasting something like 45 to 5% growth of GDP in 2021, and at the very same time says, but I, I think the stimulus package will be half of what we all seem to think was the minimal stimulus package at $900 billion. That, therefore, to me says, well, some things that we thought we were going to spend that money on are not going to be in there. And I do believe that that, they're going to continue to negotiate this thing over the they've they currently have passed a one week extension a a lights on bill for the government to uh, to fund it for another week while they continue to have an argument very possibly next weekend we're having a discussion again where they will have they will have kicked the can even a further week or two down the road and there will be no solution that does mean that 13 million people who are receiving some CARES Act form of extended unemployment insurance are at risk of losing that at the end of the year. Okay? If there's only $480 billion that comes out of this, if it's only half the size of what's of what's being proposed, then what gives? Does that mean we're not going to have the extension of unemployment insurance? I don't know that you really need that, but if you decide to keep that, there's no way you can fund those $600 checks that that Mnuchin and the White House say they want, and I don't think you have much of the. I don't think you get much of the money that's going to be. I don't think you can get much of the money that. Um, you, I mean, $480 billion barely spends the unspent balances from the CARES Act. But there's one more source of unspent balances that you must pay attention to. I tweeted in conversation with Don on Twitter today, but I want to call your attention to the fact that we currently still have, um, we still have a savings rate in the United States that peaked up over 30 to 35% and is still well above 10%. The savings rate in the United States and the balances that people have kept is still very large, and this is why I am optimistic. About consumption in the economy going forward. This is why I think the manufacturing sector expands, and why I think things like, you know, um, uh, uh, my my correspondent on Twitter mentioning mentioning camping camping tent camping tent supplies, doing really well. That's the kind of stuff that's going to happen. Why are they buying it? Because they think they can consume it safely, and because they received all this money and they have. Huge amounts of money. Let me remind you, I think I said it on the show well back in May or June. I talked to a person who's, who runs a hardware store. The hardware store extends credit to both commercial businesses and to residents who live around it. It is, one, it is like the hardware store. is the hardware store, and I don't want to say where it is because I don't want to identify the store per se, but it is in a section of town where there is no other hardware store. In fact, there's in many other stores, Period. It is kind of a a meeting place for people who live in that community. And that place extends credit. It's a third, I think it's on its third generation of owners with a single family. When the checks hit, according to the manager of that store, person after person came into the store and paid down or paid off the money that was on the credit that, that they had taken in credit from the store. And so I asked that very manager about two weeks ago, last time I saw him, what is his, yeah, uh, what's happening now? He says, yeah, my, my, my receivables are all the way back up to where they were in March. I say, yeah, they paid down the credit in April and May, and now they're drawing back on that credit line as they're, lose, as they're losing money. I think if we do not expend the unemployment insurance checks, I think stores like my my friend's store, that store that store uh, that's in a neighborhood where it's the only store that extends credit to people who probably don't carry money, don't carry credit cards, probably don't some of them probably don't even have bank accounts. That store is going to be in trouble because those folks are going to run out of their unemployment insurance checks. Those are the decisions that these folks sort of need to make. But balance against that, the debt which we'll talk about one more time right after this, here on the King Banyan Show on Business 1440.
2: Business 1440 is KYCR Golden Valley.
0: Is your child struggling in school? Get the help you need now at half price with a voucher from Sylvan Learning. Students in Sylvan's personalized tutoring program typically see up to two to three times more growth in scores than other kids. Now get a $2,500 Sylvan Learning voucher for just $1,250 through this special offer from Sylvan and the station. Only two left. Go to the station's website, click on the More tab and half price offers, or call the station now at 651-289-4413.
7: 500-8384
0: this is a potter's field when people can't pay for their funerals they are buried here it is a lonely desolate place littered with unmarked headstones no one visits no one leaves flowers but it doesn't have to be that way for as low as one dollar a day you can ensure your family will have the money to pay your funeral expenses we offer burial insurance plans that pay up to thirty thousand dollars Considering the average funeral costs more than $10,000, that's peace of mind for your family. There are no medical exams, your rates won't increase, and your policy cannot be canceled as long as you make your premium payments. Call now to get approved in minutes and ensure your final resting place is more than just a pauper's grave in a potter's field. 800-323-8137. 800-323-8137. 800-323-8137. That's 800-323-8137. Paid for by Final Expense Direct. Daily headlines, investing guidance, and insightful financial discussion are just a tap away with our free mobile app. Simply search for Business 1440 in the App Store, and in seconds, you'll be connected with the brightest minds in business and investing. Whoa, look at all these options. You could fill an entire warehouse with all the different ways you can stream Business 1440. Top shelf choices include TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com, our free app, and Radio.com.
6: Welcome back, King Banyan Show. Last segment for today. We're so the debt matters, right? Don on Twitter puts it puts the question this way. US GDP is about twenty one trillion. Good. I love I love it when people are enumerate. If the government wants to spend one trillion on COVID nineteen relief, why not reduce regulations, taxes on businesses, individuals by one trillion dollars at the federal, state, and local levels? Well, that's what spending would do. That's what you could be doing, is just spending it by doing a tax cut. Here's the problem. Government will continue to spend the only way to permanently reduce 1 trillion dollars of burden on the economy is to reduce is to spend either spend money and pay for it through higher taxes now spend more money or pay for and or and borrow or to give a tax cut in which case you continue to fund the same spending level you had before by issuing additional debt Debt is nothing more than just a delay in taxes. I tweeted during the show before the show as sort of a, a tease a tease for you that we would consult we would consult Ricardo. That Ricardo is not Ricky but David. David Ricardo was an economist of the early nineteenth century who wrote about wrote about the way in which governments finance their spending. And while he didn't say it in the way we currently understand it, it's his theory that was used by a, a, a more recent economist named Robert Barrow, no W, B-A-R-R-O, uh, Robert Barrow, to describe the fact that that a decision not to tax today is simply a decision to tax tomorrow at a rate equal to 1 plus what to borrow tomorrow an to amount equal to one plus the interest rate, compounded appropriately, between now and when you actually do raise taxes. So you can give a tax cut, we could give a tax cut now, and we can pay for it with debt. Fortunately for us, at present moment, that debt does not charge us, we do not have to pay a high interest for that debt. That makes it a little bit easier to make that choice. Um, uh, that would be, that would be nice, but I think, I think you're going to see you. you you're, I think what you, what you're doing is, is just sort of saying, we're just going to defer that to a later date. And again, that works for a while, but it only works as long as people think you're actually going to pay the debt off someday, not today, not tomorrow, not next year, maybe not even the next 10 years. But the world will not agree to continually roll over more and more in debt forever. There's a word, there's a name for that. That's called a Ponzi scheme. And in economics, we believe that, that rational investors, when they sniff out a Ponzi scheme, will exit that trade. They will not invest in Ponzi schemes. And the only way it cannot be a Ponzi scheme is by a promise that some date in the future U.S. government debt will be zero or will be such a small number relative to the size of the economy that paying the interest on it is a de minimis expenditure on the government budget. I don't really... I don't think, I'm pretty sure... That that is not, in fact, where we're where we're going. Yes. okay. We can pay for it more easily by removing regulation, Don. That's right. I'm reading. I'm reading his Twitter as I'm talking to you. Um, Trump did reduce regulation a lot. In fact, I I think he did more on regulation than anything else. and, And for that, he deserves our he deserves our esteem and credit. I think he did. I think he did great work in that area. But the next president comes along, and that next president is not going to lay off all the regulators because that next president has other regulations they want to put into place. That's why I say starve the beasts, starve the regulators. It's never worked. And bondholders know that. So you can't continually increase the amount of spending without at least paying some attention to What's the number in the numerator of the debt-to-GDP ratio? Therefore, I favor a... If we're going to have a stimulus bill, it needs to be targeted. And I think targeting it... And I think the plan that the President and and Secretary Mnuchin forwarded on Thursday is an untargeted and ill-advised bill at a time when there's plenty of money in household savings accounts sufficient to fund the next expansion. I don't think I need that much. I think you need to take care of unemployment insurance. I th- you know, What you do about the liabilities uh, 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 of businesses and what you do about state and local government is, is a political decision that I'm just not going to spend any time on because I am out of time today. But I think a little something probably is smart, but you don't need to send hun- uh, hundreds of dollars to people that already have savings accounts that seem pretty flush and particularly when the debt-to-GDP ratio is going above 1.0. Thank you for listening today. Thank you, Wyatt, for your work today as well. We will be back next week with another episode of the King Bangin Show on Business 1440.
1: other health issues call term provider at 800-555-2085 or visit termprovider.com termprovider.com Hi this
2: is Lee at the Kingdom Builders Matthew 26:41 tells us watch and pray that you may not enter into temptation the spirit indeed is willing but the flesh is weak My wife encourages me to pray about it all the time it is pretty much anything it's very good advice even in the smallest of matters. This verse makes me think about how we should be attentive to what is going on around us, too. We should stay awake and be ready for the Spirit's prompting and be willing to pray appropriately. Like the Word says in James 4, I ask wrongly so often. I'm thankful that the Word actually tells us even how to ask. If you have any comments about this or other scripture, feel free to contact me at lee at thekingdombuilders.com. That's L-E-E at thekingdombuilders.com Or you can call us at 612-900-9166 That's
4: 612-900-9166 Every day, the men and women of the United States Marine Corps demonstrate their commitment to defend the American way of life. Since 1775... For each other, for our nation, for us all, the few, the proud, the Marines.